join me in a spirit of prayer. Ground of our being, as we stand together at the start of a new academic year, we are grateful for the class before us, for the promise of their talents and their lives, for their curiosity and intelligence and integrity. We are grateful as well for the privilege of years devoted to study and learning, teaching and learning, of filling our minds with all the knowledge they can absorb. May our time altogether be one of challenge and of grace, contentment and discontentment. Keep our minds restless indeed, so that our knowledge may grow into wisdom and wisdom grow into service, that our pursuit here of truths of every kind will contribute to just and good societies for all people. May your peace be within us and among us all. Amen. Please be seated. Good afternoon. Just wanted to make sure you were awake. I wish to extend a warm and enthusiastic welcome to all new members of the university community and to those of you who are returning after the summer. To new students and parents, whether you know it or not, you have joined a very unusual family one that thinks there is no occasion for which orange and black are not appropriate colors, one in which every name comes associated with a numeral, and one in which the tiger will never be an endangered species. Most importantly, and I speak from the special vantage of being a Princeton parent myself, I hope for you this fall will mark the beginning of a lifelong engagement with this great university. The class of 2013 is the largest freshman class we have ever admitted, reflecting the decision in 2001 to expand the size of each undergraduate class from 1,175 to 1,300 students, the first significant increase since the institution of coeducation in the early 1970s. The members of the freshman class of 2013 hail from 41 countries and 49 states. Better luck next year, Montana. <laughs> as well as the District of Columbia, with hometowns like Paradise Valley, Arizona, and Shenzhen, China. You graduated from 880 different high schools, and have 385 different female first names and 318 different male first names. The graduate student body has been growing steadily for many years, and I am pleased that the economic tsunami that we have just experienced did not affect graduate enrollment or the very generous support that we provide to our students. This year's entering class is a strikingly cosmopolitan one as 40% of you are citizens of other countries, proof positive that Princeton is truly an international university. 
Whether you've come to develop your professional credentials in engineering, finance, architecture, or public policy, or to embark on a life of scholarship through doctoral studies, you have an important place in this community. I would also like to welcome the 41 new members of the faculty whose distinguished scholarly achievements and dedicated dedication to teaching in dozens of disciplines are certain to enhance Princeton's reputation for excellence in research and in undergraduate and graduate education. I also welcome new members of the staff. This university works as well as it does because we are blessed with a dedicated staff that oversees everything from strengthening our library collections to maintaining our impressive physical plant to the important tasks, especially this year, of balancing our budget and helping us to fend off the H1N1 virus. Finally, a warm welcome to the returning members of the class of 2010, 11, and 12, as well as the graduate students and faculty who have spent the summer away from campus pursuing their scholarly work. Now, it will not have escaped your attention, I hope, that a stroll down Elm Drive or a long Goheen Walk has taken on greater appeal as the beautiful new red brick and limestone dormitories of Butler College have opened their doors to students from every class as well as to graduate students and one very lucky visiting member of the faculty. Prospect Avenue has not only one but two new places for students to gather informally and to hold events. Campus Club has completed its metamorphosis from a private eating club to a student-managed facility for undergraduates and graduate students. And the Carl Field Center has come out from behind its imposing high wall and moved across Olden Street to new and beautifully renovated quarters. Finally, any budding chemists in the audience have just one more year to wait for the opening of the new chemistry building next to the football stadium, which is slated to become the most energy-efficient science building on campus. I'm often asked by nostalgic alumni why the campus needs to continually grow and change. In their view, the campus was perfect, especially during their four years. Don't laugh. You'll be saying the same thing in 40 years. The answer, of course, is that the best universities not only respond to change, they lead it. And so as new ideas and ways of thinking are born, advances in technology create new fields, and old buildings crumble, Princeton must be both intellectually and materially at the forefront of discovery and change. It is now my pleasure to invite Dean Nancy Malkiel to recognize the academic achievements of six exceptional undergraduates. Among the qualities that matter to us at Princeton 
Uh, none are more important than intellectual engagement and academic achievement. It is especially fitting, therefore, that we begin the academic year by honoring a select group of undergraduates for extraordinary accomplishment in their programs of study. I now have the privilege and pleasure of introducing this year's prize winners. We begin with the Freshman First Honor Prize. The Freshman First Honor Prize is awarded each year to a member of the sophomore class in recognition of exceptional academic achievement in the work of the freshman year. This year, the recipient for the class of 2012 is Turn Yao Wang. Turn Turniao lives in Ningbo, China. He graduated from Hua Chong Junior College in Singapore. He is an AB candidate heading toward a concentration in mathematics and is pursuing a certificate in applications of computing. He lives in Wilson College. It is my... It is my great pleasure to present the Freshman First Honor Prize to Turn Yao Wang of the class of 2012. The George B. Wood Legacy Sophomore Prize is awarded each year to a member of the junior class in recognition of exceptional academic achievement in the work of the sophomore year. This year, the recipient for the class of 2011 is Mohit Agarwal. Mohit lives in West Lafayette, Indiana, where he was graduated from West Lafayette High School. An AB candidate, Mohit is concentrating in the Department of Mathematics. He is a member of Butler College. It is my great pleasure to present the George B. Wood Legacy Sophomore Prize to Mohit Agarwal of the class of 2011. The George B. Wood Legacy Junior Prize is awarded each year to a member of the senior class in recognition of exceptional academic achievement in the work of the junior year. This year, the prize is shared by two members of the class of 2010, George Boxer and Yu Xiang.
George Boxer lives in Stanford, California. He is a graduate of Henry M. Gunn Senior High School in Palo Alto. An AB candidate, he is concentrating in the Department of Mathematics. <laughs> he is a member of Wilson College. Yu Xiang, who is known as Evans, lives in Centerville, Virginia, and is a graduate of Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in Alexandria, Virginia. A BSE candidate, he is majoring in operations research and financial engineering and pursuing certificates in applied and computational mathematics finance and applications of computing. Evans is a member of Maddie College. It is my great pleasure to present the George B. Wood Legacy Junior Prize to George Boxer and Evans Shang of the class of 2010. And finally, the class of 1939 Princeton Scholar Award, an award given to that undergraduate who at the end of the junior year has achieved the highest academic standing for all preceding college work at Princeton. This year, there are two recipients of the prize for the class of 2010, Danielle Helena Rockland and David Eric Karp. Danielle Rockland lives in Pacific Palisades, California, where she is a graduate of Palisades Charter High School. An AB candidate, Danielle is concentrating in the Department of Molecular Biology and pursuing a certificate in the Woodrow Wilson School. She is a member of Forbes College. David Karp lives in Berwyn, Pennsylvania. He's a graduate of Conestoga High School. A BSE candidate, he is concentrating in the Department of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering and pursuing certificates in Applied and Computational Mathematics and Finance. David is a member of Butler College. It is my great pleasure to present the class of 1939 Princeton Scholar Award to Danielle Helena Rockland and David Eric Karp of the class of 2010.
سورة الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful. Praise be to Allah, Lord of the worlds, the beneficent, the merciful. Master of the day of judgment. It is you alone we worship and you alone we ask for help. Show us the straight, the straight path, the path of those, of, of those whom you have favored, and not the path of those who have earned your anger or those who have gone astray. Amen. A reading of the Gayatri Mantra, first in Sanskrit, then in English. Om Bhur Bhuvasvaha Tatsavitur Varenyam Bargo Devasya Dimahi Diyoyona Prachotayata We contemplate that ultimate reality, which is in the earth, the sky, the heaven. Let us bring our minds to meditate in the glory of the divine truth. May truth inspire our reflection. A reading from Psalm 104. Please read responsively. Bless God, O my soul. O God, my God, you are very great. You stretch out the heavens like a tent. You set the beams of your chambers on the waters. You make the winds your messengers. Fire and flame are your ministers. O oh God, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. A reading from Romans. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. 
Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. As university president, I have the good fortune 
to serve as an oratorical bookend to your time at Princeton, bidding you welcome today and having the last word of farewell at commencement. Now, I happen to love opening exercises. The chapel choir's beautiful voices raised in song, the African drums, the colorful flying banners reminiscent of Marc Chagall, one of my favorite artists, and of course, the procession in academic regalia, for Princetonians love parades, particularly ones that are awash in orange and black. You will participate in your first Princeton pre-raid in just a few minutes, in which the sophomore, junior, and senior classes will boisterously welcome you to Princeton. And in four very short years, you will run onto Poe Field behind the banner of the class of 2013 in what I hope will be the first of dozens of P-raids at Reunion. But what I love most about opening exercises is the hope for the future that overcomes me as I look into your faces while walking up and down the aisle trying to elicit smiles. So when I go back down, smile. I see future scholars, community organizers, entrepreneurs, artists, public servants, musicians, bankers, teachers, athletes, doctors, scientists, judges, CEOs, inventors. I see leaders in every walk of life. For that is the purpose of a Princeton education, to prepare very talented young men and women like you to make a positive difference in the world by helping you develop the qualities that are required of leaders. A devotion to critical thinking over ideology, the self-confidence that it takes to change your mind in the face of new evidence, the capacity to speak the truth as you understand it, a deep respect for learning as opposed to uninformed opinion, and the strength of character that grows out of humility and compassion for your fellow human beings. Now, having told you what I love about opening exercises, I will now confess to you what I find taxing. Each year, I must find new ways to exhort students to make the most of the next four years. Because these addresses are published in the Princeton Alumni Weekly, I must come up with something new every year, a challenge that increases in magnitude with each passing year. In 2001, I urged the members of the class of 2005 to view their education as a journey of discovery. The members of the class of 2007 were asked to embrace the meaning of our informal motto, Princeton in the nation's service and the service of all nations and to use their education in the service of others. The members of the class of 2011 were told to be open to surprises and prepared to change their minds in the course of their studies. And the message delivered last year to the class of 2012 was intended to be timely. I pointed out that education in the liberal arts was founded in ancient Greece as the best way to prepare citizens to participate fully in their democracy. So, don't forget to vote. 
Now this year, as I thought about what new message I might deliver to your class, I decided to take my inspiration from David Letterman and offer up not one, but ten things I hope you do before you march proudly out the Fitz-Randolph gates. So here they are, in no particular order, and minus the drum roll. Number 10, call, email, text, or I am home, but not too often. As hard as it is for parents to accept, we did not admit them to Princeton when we admitted you. The next four years will mark the final stage in your transition from adolescence to adulthood. And now is the time for you to strike out on your own and make your own decisions. You will surely make mistakes. Everyone does, but you will also learn from them. Number nine, when you are feeling overwhelmed by Princeton, as every single student surely does at some point, say the following things to yourself. I was chosen from among 22,000 applicants by an experienced group of admission officers who are not known for making mistakes. No, I didn't win the math Olympiad at the age of 10. And I don't speak 14 languages. I couldn't dunk a basketball if my life depended on it. And I get stage fright just thinking about stepping in front of an audience. But I bring to this university a unique set of intellectual and personal qualities that my classmates will learn from and that my professors, coaches, conductors, directors, advisors, and mentors will help me strengthen. I have earned the right to be here. Number eight, approach Princeton with gusto, but not abandon. You will face a dizzying array of choices in the next few months courses you will take, the student groups you will join, the friends you will cultivate. Keep in mind that less is often more. When we recommend that you begin by taking four courses a semester and not five or six or seven, as sometimes you uh, want to do, we do so because we believe that you will gain more from delving deeply into four subjects than by skimming the surface of a larger number. Likewise, the Student Activities Fair will offer you a bewildering number of possibilities, some that will feel familiar and safe to you, and others that will promise a completely new experience. Just remember, you do not need to do everything in your first semester. Pace yourself so that you will have time to savor each moment. Number seven. Invite your favorite professor to lunch or dinner in your residential college. And now that I know you have such strong loyalties to those colleges, I know that you're going to want to share the experience with your professors. Now that the food is not just filling and nourishing, as my children used to describe my own cooking, but delicious as well, faculty actually welcome the chance to meet students in this more casual setting. With a student-to-faculty ratio of less than six to one, Princeton provides the opportunity to get to know your professors well, 
not only, um, it, but only if you are prepared to take some initiative and meet them halfway. Don't let those Pulitzer Prizes and Nobel Prizes intimidate you. They are here because they are committed to your education. See, there's a professor just calling right this minute to say they would like to go to dinner. The phone just went off. Number six, use your time at Princeton to encounter the other. Dean of Admission Janet Rapoli and her colleagues have made sure that your class is composed of students from all over this country and around the globe with different languages, religions, political beliefs, socioeconomic circumstances, and perspectives on the world. You will never again live in the midst of such extraordinary diversity, and the chance to explore it is an integral part of your Princeton education. Princeton's 13th president, Woodrow Wilson, made this point over a hundred years ago when he said, one of the things that makes us unservable, I'm sorry, unserviceable citizens is that there are certain classes of men with whom we have never been able to associate and whom we have therefore been unable to understand. I believe that the process of a university should be a process of unchosen contacts. I hope you leave your comfort zone behind in the rush to embrace those unchosen contacts. Number five, don't confuse the next four years of education in the liberal arts with pre-professional education. The purpose of a Princeton education is most decidedly not to prepare you for one profession, but for any profession, including ones that have not yet been invented. Or said in a slightly different way, don't think of the next four years as an exercise in resume building towards some specific goal. Instead, think of it as a grand intellectual adventure. Number four, study what fascinates you, not just the subjects in which you shone in high school. If for no other reason, then you will have a much greater likelihood of excelling at your studies if they happen to coincide with something that ignite your curiosity. And at the risk of appearing to contradict what I just said, be sure to take at least one course this year in a subject you know absolutely nothing about. No matter how comprehensive your high school education was, it will not have encompassed the breadth of learning that is represented by our 34 academic departments and our rich collection of interdisciplinary programs. Princeton is the ideal place, and this is the ideal time to strike out in new intellectual directions, holding out the possibility that in so doing, you will discover what you were truly meant to do with your life. Now, I say this with some conviction, because on average, 70% of Princeton students write their senior thesis in a discipline that is different from the one that they put down in their applications as the subject they were most interested in studying. And that's good. Such students took risks that paid off handsomely. Number three, follow the example of Michelle Obama, Princeton class of 1985, 
and embrace. And embrace our informal motto, Princeton in the nation's service and in the service of all nations, while you are here. This motto reflects an abiding conviction that the privilege of a Princeton education brings with it a lifelong responsibility to work on behalf of those less fortunate. And there is no better time to exercise that responsibility than right now. Not only is this the right thing to do, but as Ralph Waldo Emerson said, it is one of the most beautiful compensations of this life that no man can sincerely try to help another without helping himself. Number two, break out of the orange bubble and explore the world. You live at a time when the barriers that used to isolate nation states and their citizens from one another have all but disappeared. The assembled group of freshmen and first-year graduate students in this chapel are exhibit one for that proposition. Whether you believe the world is round, flat, or shrinking, it is a world that you must be prepared to live in and to embrace. At Princeton, you will encounter a myriad of ways to broaden your international perspectives through coursework here on campus and research opportunities, internships, and study abroad options elsewhere. And you have the chance to conquer new languages, which is the surest path to understanding other cultures. I hope you take advantage of these opportunities and leave Princeton declaring yourselves to be educated citizens of the world, true cosmopolitans. Number one, remember to exercise, eat healthy, get some sleep, and above all, have fun. You are very likely to meet friends who will remain with you for the rest of your lives, but this won't happen unless you make time for them. As long as what you do does not pose harm to yourself or others, I give you free license to have as much fun and to be as inventive as you like. Two years ago, a group of entering students decided that Princeton needed an intercollegiate Quidditch team. And so they rounded up as many brooms as they could find, and they created one. I'm sure you will have your own idea about what we need to add to the Princeton experience. Yes, there's plenty of work to do while you are here, but this is a place to live as well as to study, and a place to learn how to live life to its fullest. Princeton is serious, but it is not somber. It is a place that values beauty and freshness and light and the renewal that comes from times of reflection and times of joy. So I hope you will embark on the next four years with a light heart and in high spirits. I'm looking forward to getting to know each of you and to cheering you on inside and outside the classroom as you chart your course through this great university. And I hope that you will leave Princeton saying, as so many have before you, this place changed my life. Welcome to Princeton.
Please stand. We are a family at Princeton University, and one of the important realities of that is our inextricable bond to one another and the privilege of offering a prayer for this university and for ourselves. Please join in the prayer for Princeton. O eternal God, the source of life and light for all peoples, we pray you would endow this university with your grace and wisdom. Give inspiration and understanding to those who teach and to those who learn. Grant vision to its trustees and administrators. To all who work here and to all who bear her name, give your guiding spirit of sacrificial courage and loving service. Amen. A Buddhist blessing. May all beings be happy, content, and fulfilled. May all beings be healed and whole. May all have whatever they want and need. May all be protected from harm and free from fear. May all beings enjoy inner peace and ease. May all be awakened, liberated, and free. May there be peace in this world and throughout the entire universe. A blessing from poetry, John Milton's Paradise Regained. Many books, wise men have said, are wearisome. Who reads incessantly and to his reading brings not a spirit and judgment equal or superior. And what he brings, what needs he elsewhere seek, uncertain and unsettled still remains. Deep versed in books and shallow in himself, crude or intoxicate, collecting toys and triffles for choice matters worth a sponge as children gathering pibbles on the shore. Or if I would delight my private hours with music or with poem, where so soon as in our native language can I find that solace? A blessing from the Jewish tradition, recited first in Hebrew and then in English. Baracha Hashem Elokeinu Malacha Olam Shehachianu Vikiamanu Vihigianu Lazman Hazeh. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life, sustained us, and enabled us to reach this occasion. A reading from the Catholic tradition, Pope John Paul II's encyclical Fides et Ratio. Faith and reason are like two wings on which the human spirit rises to the contemplation of truth. And God has placed in the human heart a desire to know the truth, in a word, to know himself, so that by knowing and loving God, 
men and women may also come to the fullness of truth about themselves. Receive now the benediction, beloved entering students, as you embark on your Princeton education. May your minds be filled with curiosity, eager to forge knowledge and cultivate wisdom. May your hearts be filled with compassion, willing to be in the nation's service and in the service of all nations so that the wounds of our world may be healed and all peoples reconciled. May your hands create works of wonder in the science lab, the art studio, or on the playing fields. May your spirits be filled with resolve and joy in anticipation of the great adventure that is before you. In all that you do, may you flourish in this university and within God's care. Welcome and blessings be upon you all.